I was going bridge. And yeah. again, here I go, jumping the gun, right? Because what are we supposed to do? You underwrite, you check taxes, check insurance, because those are two two of the major things that you really need. And, and you're also supposed to do what? Check with a lender, right? To see what kind of debt you could get on this property. As an operator, I know other investors are romanticizing multifamily investing, and I'm looking to learn from other investors' mistakes. I know you are too, and you found the right place. Welcome to Myers Methods Presents Multifamily Missteps. Hey, everybody, and welcome to Multifamily Missteps. I'm your host, Jerome, and I've got the pleasure of having Daryl Murphy Sr. Don't forget the senior, ladies and gentlemen, on the podcast today. Daryl is in South Jersey and just super excited to have him on the show today. Daryl, how are things up in Jersey? Oh, a little chilly, but today is not too bad. So, but, but it's not that bad. It's a little chilly, though. Man, we do things a little unconventional here. If the listeners want to get in contact with you after they hear this amazing story, what's the best way to do that? The best way to do it, you can reach out to me on LinkedIn, Daryl Murphy Sr. You can reach out to me on LinkedIn or you can reach out to me on Facebook on the Commercial Multifamily Masterminds uh, Facebook page and, uh, and shoot me a message. I'll be more than happy to talk with you. Awesome. Daryl, he has an amazing meetup on Tuesdays at 11 Eastern. And he's might not even he's not even calling it a meetup anymore, ladies and gentlemen. It is a mastermind. I see what you're doing out there. Yeah. I'm watching close, brother. I'm watching <laughs> you now. So, you know, with that said, man, you I've seen a lot of posts out there. You guys have been closing deals, and you know, I don't usually spend a bunch of time on door count because you know a deal is a deal. But you were telling me a little bit before we started recording about your first deal and some of the things that happened in that journey. And I think a lot of us make mistakes when we get into that first deal. And so I would just love to hear more about that first deal, kind of the origin story you're breaking in so that we can save some of these listeners missteps that, you know, you've experienced. So, you know, with that, let's see if we can talk about something that happened, I think, out in Oklahoma or something like that. Correct. That was it was my first deal, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 208 units. Right. And. There was there, there was two mistakes that I made. First mistake, not vetting my investor partners correctly. And second mistake, jumping the gun, jumping the process. Okay. We all know there's a process and we should follow the process, stick to the process. And that way you don't make mistakes. So what I, the first, let's, let's go with the easy one first. And the easy one was I didn't vet my, I'm going to say my investor partners. Right, co- properly. I was excited to have new investors that was even wanting to partner with me. I was excited. So I met with them a couple of times and everything, right? Met with them a couple of times, ran out, showed them that I definitely knew what I was doing. I had my I had my 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 slide decks together, had everything together. They liked what I was doing. So they they were like, okay, well, hey, I want to partner with you. Let, I want to be like a. I want us to be like a family. We we're going to JV. We will bring the cash. You get the deals and so forth. So first deal, Tulsa, Oklahoma, two hundred eight units. I got this property under contract. Took it before the investors. Now they were they were liking this thing. They were loving. They were loving it. But then started switching here, switching in. What do I mean by that? 
So it was supposed to, it was supposed to just be straight 70, 30 split. And then once I give them back all their capital, we would just go 50, 50 because we're partners, we're friends, we're, you know, we're, we're family as, as what we were calling it. We were family. However, they started saying, well, we want to implement a waterfall. And I'm like, wait a minute. You said we were just going to be a, a, a family, just 70, 30 split. Well, I have people that want to invest. I said, wait a minute. Now that's not a family JV no more. Now that's a syndication. No, don't worry about that. We would just put everybody up under the LLC. And and my mom was saying, mm, something is not right with that when you're starting to raise money from other people. I said, well, let me do this. Let me call my attorney. Called my attorney and the attorney said, that's a syndication. <laughs> you got to. So I, I told him, I said, I'm sorry, but that's a syndication. So they, so then they, they said, well, we want to, you know, I still, I'm still willing to move forward, although now we're no longer a family. I'm still willing to move forward, but now they was doing other things. Like, well, we want to implement a preferred with this hurdle. And, and I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute. So now they called me back several times. And then, and then my gut, my wife's gut was, it was like, we, we felt it. And I said, and, I said to my wife, I said, they don't call us up here three times already. I said, I got a feeling that they're going to pull out because of the tone. And I said, if they do, and, and, and just to let everybody know, that next morning, I was due to catch a bird to Tulsa, Oklahoma to start my due diligence. I said to my wife, if they pull out, immediately jump on the phone and start calling all our investors. Sure enough, what did they do? The day before the flight, pulled out the deal. So I did not vet properly to to see um, to see about these investors, like who have dealt with them before, have they done this before, stuff like that. And I failed to do that. So because of that, I still went through with the due diligence, and I immediately jumped on the phone, called my investors, and there was you know another investor came through. Dow, don't worry about it. We got you covered. Go ahead and let's get this thing knocked out. Sure enough. So that was the first mistake. Second mistake. <clears throat> There's a process to what we do in commercial multifamily, and we really need to stick to the process. So one of the processes was, okay, your due diligence in, in my LOI, in my contract, due diligence will not start until you get all the financials from the seller. This was my first deal. I was so excited. What did I do? I immediately, soon as they signed the LOI, I sent it to the attorney. We, we went back and forth, of course, with the contract, signed the contract, and, and I flew out to Tulsa, Oklahoma. That's what I did. So now what happened when I got there? That was my first deal. I did not close on that deal because there was a there was just I, if I would have waited for the financials, I, I, I would not have had to go out there because guess what, everyone? They didn't have financials to send me. <laughs> So, so I got there and day one, we started walking the units and the team was there. So my wife and two others from the private management, they were inside the office. Another team member and myself was walking each of the units. And all of a sudden I get this phone call. I look, it's my wife. My wife says, stop what you're doing. Come back to the office. I said, okay. I told the other team member, my wife said, let's stop, head back because something's up. They didn't have nothing at the place. They didn't know who who lived there. 
all of the manila envelopes. There was nothing in the manila, no leases, no nothing. And one manila envelope, it was a money order stub, and that was it. So What? Yeah. How many units was this? 208. And it was a heavy lift because 50% of the units were vacant. And it was a heavy lift. This wasn't going to just be, you know, just going and put some, you know, paint and and, and and stuff like that. One day when when, when you have the time, I'll show you the pictures because I'm, I'm, that's my first day. I'm going to keep all my pictures. But this was strictly a heavy, a heavy, heavy lift. And because of that, so the team gathered. They said, yo, there's nothing here, Daryl. And this is, this I don't think you're quite prepared for. Because this, we're going to have to try to, you know. So needless to say, I took, I definitely took the advice of my team and said, and we wound up backing out of that deal. Oh, my goodness. So how many flights was it out to Oklahoma from Jersey? Was that two or three? No, it was two flights. Well, well one round trip. One round trip. Oh, so yeah. for some reason I was thinking. Was that a separate deal? The other one that we talked about in the beginning where no, that was the one they, same deal. So they backed out and then you're on site after you get the LOI sign, you're going through the contract, you start your due diligence and your, your wife calls you and says, no, nah, 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 yep. nah, nah, nah. that's right. So how'd you come up with your offer if you didn't have financials? Okay. I'm glad you asked that question. They were able to send me uh, T12, but when we got there, now that question that you just asked was something that I had to ask because if you didn't have the leases, how did you send me the T12 and this rent roll? How was this created? Because you had nothing to computer with, with anyone. How was that? And so that was a question that I had to ask myself because they didn't have anything. They could not prove anything. No leases, no nothing. That's right. That's and I have wild. every. I still have everything to this day. You and I can sit down and I can show you everything. I, I don't throw nothing away. A lot of people want to be profitable multifamily operators, but lack the knowledge, deal flow, experience, and capital to be successful. They often try to overcome these challenges out of order, slowing or eliminating their ability to get their next deal done. We've developed a framework that allows them to gain the knowledge they need to find profitable deals. When they do, they create the time and location freedom, as well as the generational wealth they desire for their family. The Myers methods of multifamily investing have proved to be the fastest way to establish credibility and properly grow an apartment portfolio. If you want to know more about our four-step process, jump over to MyersMethods.com to get our free four-step guide to getting into multifamily investing. Let's get back to the episode. Wow. So. The property management company, were they local or did you have them fly in? Oh, oh, for, on my team or their team? Your team. Oh, no. My, no, my team was local. Matter of fact, I, I, you may know them. I, I, don't know if, I don't know if that's appropriate to call their name up, but you may even know them, though. But yeah, yeah, they, they know. That's, that's wild. So you guys are on site and they're going through, they're trying to do the lease audit. They're trying to figure out what you actually have. And so tell me, man, on the first deal, 200 plus units. 50% vacancy. Like, what kind of debt do you put on a deal like that? I was going bridge. And yeah. again, here I go, jumping the gun, right? Because what are we supposed to do? You underwrite, you check taxes, check insurance, because those are two two of the major things that you really need. And, and you're also supposed to do what? Check with a lender, right? To see what kind of debt you could get on this 
property. So that was, well, that was mistake number three, because I knew I was going to have to get a bridge because I can't, you can't get fed in Franny with a 50% building, 50% empty building. Absolutely not. <laughs> so, so that part I knew, I knew I had to get a bridge, but I, I had not consulted with a lender. The so lender. you yeah. literally, and so were you direct to seller? Like, how'd you even find this deal? Uh, no, actually, it was through a broker. Broker is marketing this deal that is in the dumps. He probably, I don't want to say it this way, but I'm going to. He probably made up the financials where they had a T12. Did you even have a rent roll? Yeah. Or, so they, they had a rent roll, they had a T12, but they didn't have any leases to back anything up. No. And you're in there looking like Rambo. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Just, I, I got a contract. I'm going. And, you know, you've probably been in the hunt for a while, right? Yes. Yes. Actually, I was in a hunt for over a year. And that's a whole nother story <laughs> because when I first got into this, I was new and I wanted a deal, right? I think that's something that all of us could really say. You know, you, you, you're, you're brand new. You want that deal. You want that first deal. So what I was doing, and you're right, it took me about a year because I was bouncing around. I was everywhere, man. I was I was in North Dakota, South Dakota, New Mexico. I was in Texas, New Jersey, man. You name a state, and I was there looking for a deal. And until my mentor told me, he said, as long as you keep bouncing around like this, you're never going to get a deal. Yeah. He says. The he shotgun said, no. approach doesn't yep. work. That's right. He said, you have to settle down, pick one to two markets, focus on them, build that relationship, and then a deal will come. So that's when I finally, I, I think a cannonball hit me in the head and made me settle down. And that's when I, I, I just focused on, uh, it was Oklahoma, it was Oklahoma, Utah, and Arizona. Those were the three markets I focused on. Man, that is absolutely wild. So did you lose any money on the deal? I mean, we talked about the flight, but the property manager charge you for coming out. Like, how did like this actually impact you? And then what did that do to your confidence? I mean, you, you stayed in the game, which is why I feel comfortable asking you this question. But I just want people who may be, you know, a little discouraged because it's maybe taking them longer than a year to get a deal done, or maybe they've lost money because they made a mistake and a question whether or not it's for them. Like, let's see if we can go pretty deep here and give those folks that encouragement because I know how hard it is to get into a deal. Right. Well, you know something, believe it or not, and, and, and I want to tell, I, I want to say to all that listening, don't get discouraged. Just pick up, keep going. Now, did I get discouraged? Actually, I was a little excited. The reason why I was excited was because being new in this arena, and if you know my background, uh, no, I, I, I haven't been in no trouble, but if you know, you know, I was born and raised in Brooklyn, New York, best time. So if you know where I'm from and, and what I was doing, what? Acquiring a 208 unit complex? Let me tell you something. It did not discourage me. It got me pumped. It got me excited because now I knew that it could be done for real. I may not have closed on it. I learned a lot from it. And yes, I lost money too, but I was so excited that it just drove me more and more and more. Yeah. That's crazy, man. That. 
you know, people get so wrapped up in their old story, right? I used to do this. I, I was that. I didn't come from money, whatever it is. And they use it as a cage. They use it as a jail cell. They use it as a prison or a matrix to keep them from actually experiencing all that life has to offer to them. So and kudos to you for just locking in and seeing that setback as another step in the right direction. Because I know a lot of people who get into this game, they don't actually get to the place where they do a deal because they let the circumstances of their past dictate their future. And what I'm hearing from you is it doesn't have to be that way. No, you absolutely correct. It does not have to be that way. And it wasn't. I think I drove, I think I, I drove harder. And, and matter of fact, I drove harder because one, I was still slightly lost. And, and I'll tell you what do I mean by slightly lost. I'm in the medical field. I'm a nurse, a pediatric burn nurse. As a nurse, we're used to metrics, numbers. Okay. If, if your, if your temperature is 101, I know you got a temperature. Okay. I know when your blood pressure is high. I know when your blood sugar is high. Okay. But when I'm in, in real estate, with me being new, I, I needed some metrics to, to tell me what markets I should really look in. I would ask other investors, how do you determine what market you're in? And they would say, oh man, you know, look for growth here and look for growth there and look for growth here. And I'm like, oh, okay. Well, how much growth? I mean, like, what should it be? Oh, I could never get a specific answer until I took, again, I don't know if I could say a name, but I took a particular course. Yeah. And in the course, it gave me the guidance that I needed. It gave me the numbers. So I knew when the blood pressure was out of whack, when I knew that a, a, a temperature was high, it gave me what I was looking for. And that even had me, now I'm definitely dead focused. I could look at the market. I could say, no, nah, this one here doesn't meet my criteria. Boom. Nope. I don't want that one. You know, so yeah, with that, it just, that took me even further because now I knew where I was going. Now I knew Man, what I was looking for. I love this episode. We've talked about, you know, the mistakes we made because we're anxious to get something done. We've talked about the reset after those mistakes that puts us in position to recommit and double down on the dream because we see that it's actually possible for us despite wherever we started. And then the last piece of, all right, let me get some more education so that I'm more informed in my decisions and that I can protect myself from losing money or having a deal that I really want to do not get done. And the last thing to kind of button it all in is make sure that you got the right partners in the game, right? Yes. Your, your investing partners, your insurance partner, your property manager, your debt partner, like all of these folks are what actually makes the deal happen. So Daryl, you know, thank you so much for being so generous with your time today because I know I'm taking stuff away and there's no question that our listeners will as well. Oh, uh, th thank you for having me. I'm going to tell you the truth. It's an honor to be on your show. I'm For real, I'm on Jerome Myers' show. <laughs> this thing is going to help so many people, man. So continue doing what you're doing. And to the listeners. The pack's with you. We'll talk soon. You made it to this juncture, so you really love what we shared on this episode of Myers Methods Presents Multifamily Missteps. Do us a favor. Give us a five-star rating. Give us a review. 
and share this with somebody who's interested in multifamily investing. Until the next time, the pack is with you. Ooh.